Research is fun. <laughs> research I'm just gonna, is fun. I was going to have a shirt that says research <laughs> is fun. All right. All right, ready? Let's go. Hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. That is right. The goal of this podcast is simple, entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Welcome back, everybody. Guys, if you're enjoying the show, go ahead and follow it in your favorite podcasting platform. 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 And on social media, at BizBrosCo. That is right. And if today's episode helped you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. Let's go. Baby. Fonzie, what are we talking about today? Guys, today we have one of those awesome episodes that I researched. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's I mean, it. that wow, is wow. true. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Uh, I did the research, you know, we've, uh, I feel like a lot of things have been happening in the social media world. So today we're going to be covering two special topics. One about podcasting in YouTube. We got some news in there, some comments. Ooh. And the other one that I feel like is the bigger news is the Meta membership, aka the subscriptions that Facebook, Instagram are gonna have. The parent company of them are gonna have Rap Meta. I think that one is a hot topic because people were throwing rocks at Elon Musk when he did that on Twitter. And guess what? Now, now Meta, the I would argue bigger company, is following on the same step. So we're gonna be talking about that, commenting about that. Um, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. So why don't we get started? Uh, Well, first of all, before the meta thing, are you you Twitter verified now, Fonzie? I'm not Twitter verified yet. Come on, bro. But I will be. Somebody's (laughs) going to steal your identity. Somebody might steal the Fonzie (laughs) identity. Oh, can you imagine? That'll be... I'm trying to figure out if I should change my, my handle on things, first of all. Let me know. Let me know. My handle on everything is Luis Camejo V. But I literally use Fonzie... For everything. It was like, this guy does not exist online. So, <laughs> should I do something with Fonzie? Uh, and I must say, I've been looking around. There's already a few Fonzie handles out there. But should I do something like, hey, it's Fonzie. Or, hey, Fonzie. Or, Fonzie, what up, doggy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, should I add a I, handle like that across with uh, Fonzie or I'll not? Or like, keep it Luis Camejo. See, like, hey, Fonzie, doggy. Hey, Fonzie Dog, you're up, dog. <laughs> do, do you think I should do it? Or what, what's your opinion? I'm curious. I think you should lean into the Fonzie thing because everybody in the online world that's not our family knows you as Fonzie. Uh, I think you have to keep it somewhat professional. Like, hey, Fonzie. Of course I'm not going to put no, Fonzie, put, hey, up, Fonzie Doggy. <laughs> not that. But uh, I do think that lean in, man. People all love right, Fonzie right. every time. It, it causes a smile. Well, I got to find something that is open across all the platforms. Because I think that's the only way that's going to be impactful. The real the real Fonzie. Yeah. The re- the re- <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that one. Thank you. I, look, I look at stuff like that. I think that's, uh, that's already taken. Yeah, I know. Don't buy all the domains and come sell it to Fonzie verified. <laughs> Fonzie verified. That's going to be it. Yes. Awesome. Right. Well, if you're wondering, Beast Bros and uh, Luis Camejo, the original one, we are Twitter verified. So we have to go to the meta <laughs> one. Anyways. Okay. Uh, so why do you think, why, why is meta doing this? Well, no, that is the last topic. That is the first, topic? Yeah, first okay, we're, we're talking about, about YouTube, you know? So YouTube is launching the ability to create and measure podcasts within their in-studio app. 
right? So I'm going to read an excerpt mm -hmm. of their own blog. It says, to make it easier for creators to distribute their podcast on YouTube, we're running an experiment that allows you to create a podcast or set an existing playlist as a podcast within Studio, their app. You'll also be able to measure your podcast in analytics where you'll see a set of tabs with performance, audience, and revenue insights for each podcast show. Interesting. Wait, what is it? This one. <laughs> this one. So, no, not that one. This one. Right. There we go. You forgot the controllers. I forgot the controllers. Take them away from you. <laughs> so, no YouTube live for me. First of all, we've talked in previous podcasts that actually YouTube is now like the biggest podcast platform where people go to listen to the most because I feel, I feel it goes both ways, you know, like people like sometimes to have the video, sometimes just playing the video in the background yeah. or sometimes the people that pay for, I think, what is it called? YouTube red, something like that. Like their membership, you can actually listen to videos without watching with, with the what? app on the background. Yeah. So then you can just carry it on your phone as a regular like audio app and listen to the podcast. Yeah, not to not to say it's like the second biggest search engine in the in the world, right? Exactly. Like, so that's a huge advantage mm -hmm. for the discoverability of podcasts, which it has been a huge topic with all the other podcasting platforms. That is like, okay, the discoverability sucks. Yeah, I I'm a big fan of this. Uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while, we are big fans of reducing the friction from creation to to publishing, right? Like, uh, we all have horror stories when we try to publish something consistently and we failed miserably. <laughs> and uh, the fact that you have to now jump from like one platform, download the video, edit, produce, and then publish, that adds a ton of friction for a lot of creators, right? So obviously YouTube knows that, uh, they've listened. And apart from having a very powerful platform on the back end that can provide you with data, which in the world of podcasting, data is like the elephant in the room that nobody addresses every single time that we go to conferences because nobody knows what the heck is happening. Uh, they're like, how do I measure data? How do I measure all these things, right? And obviously YouTube have that nailed down with their video platform, right? And now I do believe that podcasting is, the definition of podcasting is changing a little bit, right? And we've called it platform for a very long time, but now if a podcast is not just audio, but the video, right, the whole show, uh, that's what YouTube is owning and they're providing a platform for the creator to do it right there in there and skip the whole production slash downloading content slash producing it. And of course you have the option to do that absolutely based on your resources, but it's going to be faster for you to put content out there, right? So it could be shorter episodes, longer episodes. And what I really like is the analytics, right? Because if we do not know what people are actually listening to or you know, how long they're listening to or watching or how they're interacting, how do they interact with your videos? There's no way as a creator to get better, right? We talked about um, the two key metrics that we look at, at least in our podcast and, and in our network is like, okay, seven day downloads, right? Uh, are those spiking? Is that better? Uh, is based on the titles, right? And the, and the hooks that we might put on the episodes, and then is the episode consumption, right? In the in the first thirty days, are people actually listening? To how long? 50%, 60%. Uh, I'm very proud of the one that we did on the presentation, the first one, the publishing pyramid, two episodes ago. 92% of the episode consumed. So 
Let's go. Thank you guys for everybody Good that listened all the way through. And by the way, I put a secret message at the end of that episode and at the end of the latest episode too. So send me a DM if you get to the secret message. <laughs> Let's go. And I got a few DMs, which is awesome. So um, That's pretty good. I, I think I, it's pretty cool that YouTube is looking to empower the creators to like obviously come in and publish within their platform. I think they obviously obviously know the power that their platform have for those main benefits, right? Discoverability and they've been great with revenue share. So now podcasters, that'll be incredible to be able to earn money when you're being published in YouTube because until recently you couldn't do so in like Apple podcasts. Now they, they have their subscriptions where you can pay to listen to certain channels with no ads, etc. But it's not like Apple Podcast is doing a rev share with you, right? Like they're not getting money and then sending you a check. Or yeah. Spotify, up to my understanding, right? In YouTube, usually a regular podcaster could potentially grow their channel to the point that they start earning money. And I think that is extremely powerful. And you hear it from a lot of creators. Like, sure, all the other platforms are great, but the one that is going to last the longest is YouTube because of their revenue share. And I think that is something to consider, right? Is it early enough for you to move your podcast or at least start publishing in YouTube and give it more attention and more of your capacity and resources, right? Kind of like becoming a little bit of an early bird in the platform. Do you want to do that? What about you? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. First mover advantage in a sense, right? Like you get to you get to test all these things. I mean, we are creators, so in a sense, and we also talk about this system. So for us, it makes a lot of sense, right, to do this. But at the same time is, wow, imagine the amount of data and information that we're going to be able to unlock, right? Like right now you go to the podcasting platform on Apple Podcasts, let's say, because Apple for us is about 52% of the downloads, right? Mm -hmm. So we go there and we see a lot of interesting things. But the only thing that we see is like consumption, Seven day downloads, right? Yep. And then that's that's pretty much it. Then you have like thirty day consumption and different things, but not much like that. We use other platforms like Megaphone or Chartable to measure other things, right? But now you have to go through four different sites to uh, get a healthy image about your podcast, right? So if you then turn, okay, YouTube is my main platform where I, where I do this, right? And then you improve based on that because it also adds the fact that people are already in that platform, right? You don't have to educate them into going to consume your content somewhere else. Yep. Uh, you have the ability to have video, which you can also leverage that video. You have the ability of the strong data on the back end that is going to tell you, you know, people are watching until here and this is why they fail and this is a percentage of people that are clicking on your on your thumbnails and your titles and your things. There's going to be a lot of information that with frequency and consistency, you can improve very fast, right? Because, I mean, talk about the first six, six nine months, right? We talk about this all the time. We saw no data, not, not because we didn't want to improve, but because we were trying to conquer consistency. But then as soon as we started looking at data, first, we didn't really know what to look for because every, everything was like so vague, right? Um, and then once you see it, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. People fall off here, but why? Yeah. <laughs> or where are they coming from? Or I mean, and at first your pool from, you know, which you're getting this data is probably very small as well, right? So like, yeah. is it, you know, the feedback from just 10, 20 people? Is it actually that defining on what you're doing, right? And not saying that they're, opinion is not important but but when you want to look at data you want to see at like just massive uh, not massive but you want to see big numbers in there that actually can show a trend right 
hey, people are consuming more than 50% of your podcast and you have a thousand people that are actually getting to that point. All right, cool. Why are they not listening to the rest? Oh, guess what? We're doing a silly promo in the middle that everybody's like falling through after that. Cool. Let me take that off. Right. Yeah. But if you do it and it's only like five, 10 people that are falling off and at the 50%, you're like, well, let me, let me keep trying here a little bit. So that's why it's important the first three, six, nine months, right. To just kind of like put your blinders on and create consistently, yeah. develop that habit, right. Develop the systems, the frameworks, and then eventually start looking more at the data. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it, part of the marketing conversation that we've been having since we started the podcast, right. Not only with us, but with, uh, with, as a company is where are my clients? Like where, are, where's the pool of people, right? Where in what community searching, what topics, like where are they? And uh, something really cool that YouTube has in their creator studio is that you can actually see where the traffic is coming from, from what videos are, are you being recommended? Are people mm -hmm. clicking through recommended videos? Like how are they getting to you? And that's going to give you a deeper knowledge of where to find the people that you want to impact with your message. So I think that's super important. I mean, right? not only that now with shorts, right? You're going to be able to pull shorts that are directly pretty much linked to your podcast, probably, right? You're going to be able to yeah. put this short, yeah. this snippet about your podcast episode that is going to be promoting a video within your channel already. I don't know about you, but that sounds like <laughs> amazing. It sounds like a win, yeah. right? So again, really good opportunity from YouTube here to start producing your podcast inside of their platform. It's an experiment. It's not open for everybody. But I would highly, highly consider, especially if you are already creating a video podcast, if you're already recording your video, to publish it on YouTube and get everything in there in place to then whenever all these capabilities are rolled out to the public, you can take action and, you know, capitalize on it. Sounds amazing. Let us know. Are you going to be trying this out? Where does it say when is this rolling out? No, I think it's already rolled it's already out. out. Yeah, for yeah, they're, some creators? They're, they're testing it. Yeah, yeah. It's only for a few select creators. YouTube, put us in the select group. I know. I, I actually went to the page here. Um, they have a, a website, right? YouTubecreator.com slash creator. And I look under podcast and there's a page that says podcasting on YouTube. YouTube is one of the most popular platforms for podcasts with a vast global audience of over 2 billion active users. <laughs> Podcasts on YouTube help creators expand their reach and build their community while providing monetization opportunities. So you go on that page and pretty much it tells you like, get started today. So you have the getting started guide, do's and don'ts for posting full podcast episodes, monetize with YouTube partner program, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's pretty powerful. I'm actually going to go through this page. They obviously have a frequently asked questions in here. Do I need a fancy video production? Should I have one channel specifically for podcasts? All these things that you may be asking yourself, they have it on this page. We're going to just link it in the comments below or in the description of the podcast. Um, but I'm going to go through all this thing and make sure we are set up super nice and dandy. For so then YouTube comes and they're like, you know what? Do you guys want to be a YouTube only podcast? Oh, baby. Oh, baby. That'll be powerful. That'll be G good. Give us that moolah. <laughs> that'll be, <laughs> be good. I, I think that'll be actually a lot of fun. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next topic. The Meta membership. Is the Meta membership a good move from... Well, let's explain from Suck. All right, all right. Let's explain first like what the Meta membership is. It is. It, okay, but I'm just putting, you know, <laughs> adding the questions there to the ether to so people can start thinking about the, the their own answers. So okay. is it 
a good move from Suck and, you know, Meta, a.k.a. Facebook. Zuckerberg. Suck, suck. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suck. If no, I don't. I don't say his name, bro. You don't say his name. He's like he's like Voldemort. You don't say his name because like all this smart technology can probably track you, and they know when you're talking about him, and then he decreases your reach. Don't do it. Talk. We're talking don't about. Do it. Good don't about say you. his name. Okay, <laughs> we've been good to you. Okay. Yeah, we've been good to you, bro. We're gonna. We're probably gonna buy your membership. <laughs> okay, so. Okay. This is what it is, and then we'll dive more into the, the debate, right? And a little bit of the context, the heat, was the fire behind it? Uh, but pretty much it says, from their page, with Meta Verified, it's not a Meta membership, it's called Meta Verified, creators get a verified badge confirming you're the real you and that your account has been authenticated with a government ID. I'm just going to throw this out there. government? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have a, I just have a, the, a, a conspiracy theory right now from that one. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll comment you in a second. You come back to it. Okay. More protection from impersonation with proactive account monitoring for impersonators who might target people with growing online audiences. Help when you need it with access to a real person for common account issues. I think that's the big one right there. Yeah. Increase visibility and reach with prominence in some areas of the platform, like search, comments, and recommendations. Exclusive features to express yourself in unique ways. All right. I mean, I think I, I hear a lot of the probably people that are so against this. Uh, I, uh, I like it. I, I love it. I think it's I pretty think awesome. It's pay to play. I think it's a good move. Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna share the conspiracy theory here in just a little bit, but I actually wanted to put this because I saw a, a tweet from Christopher Lockhead. You know who he is, right? The yeah. guy from Category Pirates. Mm -hmm. uh, he's great, great marketer, and he put this tweet. You know, he knows how to uh, kind of like cause a little bit of controversy. And I was reading the comments. And I was like, you know, I think this would be a really cool topic because some people are not aligned with social media's charging for this type of things. Yeah. And some people's are very like, let's go do it, right? So if you've been living, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that Elon Musk, you know, did this with Twitter as soon as he took over. It was one of the first things that he did. Yeah, he's like, this he's company like, needs to make money. Yeah, you're not today. You're going to pay like eight bucks a month and then you get all these perks. Well, a few months later, now Meta is doing the same. I think it's a great move because of some reasons. Like first when, you know, the whole Apple thing came out with advertising, right? That limited the reach. It was more difficult for advertisers to make money. Like advertisers probably cut their spend on their advertising, which cuts the revenue from these big companies like Facebook and Twitter. So now they have a smaller budget, even though they're massive companies, they do have a smaller budget probably to serve you in any ways, research and development, whatever they are investing in. So they're trying to recoup the money. How do we Buying make- some mansions, some cars. How do we make <laughs> some more money? And I think this is a great way because guess what? You pay for a service. It's not just you get the verification badge. It actually has some of the stuff that people have complained for a long time. Like, dude, it's impossible to get in touch with Facebook support. Like, impossible. impossible. It's so freaking difficult. And now, you know what? You get help when you need it with access to a real person for common account issues. The other one is protection from impersonation, right? Like, how many people get those fake accounts, right? I mean, obviously, a lot of the big users, but we have a, 
a friend that he's in our coaching program. He's not verified. He actually doesn't have a massive, um, following. A massive following. Yeah. And I was talking to him today because a fake account follow him, follow me from you know same as his name. And I was like, hey dude, like you know, I reported it, and he's like, thank you. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but it's been three different accounts that yeah. have been created faking yeah. me. And I was like, damn, and that what, is crazy. And yeah. he doesn't have a massive yeah, and following. What, they, what they've been doing, I think they're targeting uh, my, what they call micro-influencers, right? Where they buy a random account with an X amount of, uh, of followers. They go to target your account. They copy all the pictures. They put them in there. And then they change the name with a slight change. Yeah. It could be like an under, underscore or like a, a double letter. Yeah, or something it's like usually that. something that like, merges so for example let's say my username would be fancy it would be like fancy with an extra eye like two mm -hmm. eyes at the end so you wouldn't really be able to tell yeah. um and it is terrible right because obviously these people then go into other people's dms and they're scamming them etc yeah they start so, selling crypto yeah yeah so this is this is my conspiracy theory you ready i'm ready facebook <laughs> itself Created all, <laughs> created all the fake accounts that are impersonating people. Well, now <laughs> Voldemort is not gonna is not gonna help us out. No, Come it's, on, a conspiracy, it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> it is not true. I actually believe you know that of course there's like scammers out there doing this thing. But you know, I, yes, how much yes. you want to bet somebody's gonna come out with that conspiracy theory? Yeah. If we find a comment saying that, we're gonna cut it and then we're gonna clip this <laughs> with the date of the episode. Gary V style. It's a Gary V style. It's like <laughs> big pharma creating. The the diseases so they could sell the literally this is the same thing, the same with, thing with on Meta. social media okay <laughs> sounds good yeah let us know do you agree do you disagree what what's your conspiracy theory yeah um you know jokes aside i think this is super smart for any single business you know because the the threat is there obviously if you're a small business if you are a big big business with a big audience you probably already have gone through some of this and then you have to call your yeah. friend or a friend that knows somebody in the platform. But not only that is the fact that is a real you communicating with your community, right? Like mm -hmm. when you are a creator, when you have a message to, to share, it reassures the other person on the other side that they're actually connecting with you and your business. So, uh, I mean, you have both sides, right? The company side, which, you know, when Elon uh, decided to do that with Twitter. Obviously, he got all the fire, all the attention was in there. I think that was a great move. The company was losing money. I think it was a great move. And uh, and then you do something like this. And, uh, you know, you as a business, I think there's a lesson there too, right? Because th let's say you might have a service or you might have a coaching business or you might have uh, a technology uh, a technology business and you're providing like a free, a free service or a free trial, different things, right? There's going to be people coming to you with different requests. And uh, sometimes we make the mistakes that we... E we don't pay attention, we don't pay enough attention to those requests. In the case of Twitter or in the case of Meta right now, these are things that people have been asking for years and now they're giving in them a way to solve their problems, which is this verified uh, membership type of deal, right? With Twitter, it was the same thing. It's like, okay, more created uh, threads in Twitter. We're going to give you faster response time. We're going to give you uh, better targeted ads, better access, all these things that people have been asking for. And I think it makes total sense for us it, as a business. It's total worth the 12 bucks a month to make sure that our account is secure, that nobody's going to impersonate us when, you know, Fonzie gets super famous and and uh, and then to be better connected with you. And I'm just going to put this out there. Monthly active <laughs> user base of Facebook is, according to Google, 2.9 <laughs> billion mm -hmm. active users. That's a lot of people. Now, 1% of that is 29 million people. 
Yeah. If only 1% of active users pay. pay, and I'm putting the iOS price, because they're going to sell it at $12 on web, it's like 15 or 16 on iOS because of the fees. Yeah, $14.99. Um, so I put, I, I put $15. If 1% pays 15 bucks, that's an, uh, $435 million per month that Meta is going to be you know, receiving on their end. Not bad. That's only 1%. What do you think? I'm curious to know what is the percentage of people that are going to take on this offer? I'll say about 3 to 5%. 3 to 5%? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a whole lot of money, uh, a whole lot of revenue, which is hopefully going to unlock very like good possibilities. Um, and I, I personally, I think it's just going to make the platforms better and healthier to navigate as well yeah. because... Again, they're just going to be protecting the creators and the creators want to be protected. They don't want to spend hours trying to reach somebody to help them. They also don't want to spend hours reporting these people and, you know, getting in problem with their communities because somebody else with their name is scamming them. Yeah. And honestly, one of the best ones is that they say you'll get increased visibility and reach. So it's pretty much like, you know, a little bit of spend on ads in there. You're getting yeah. a, a high visibility, which again, people always complain. It's like, oh, am I shadow banned? No, probably your content just sucks. Yeah. But <laughs> no, and I, look, and, and, I, and I think people also uh, missed before, even before Twitter, YouTube started releasing their handles for their channels. So mm -hmm. you probably receive an email if you're like in this world where, hey, your username is now available to change and uh, immediately like if you go to our YouTube right is at contents profit or yep. at this rose co right mm -hmm. and uh, in a sense that is a badge right because you have to claim your username before everything there's no there's no badge but then your link is easier to uh, to to publish and communicate with other people yep. right so I think it makes sense right now all these things are part of running you know you you talk about it earlier but like what's my handle gonna be right I'm thinking about the future I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> hola Fonsi. Hola, Fonzie. Eh, not bad. Not bad, right? Yeah. Not too shabby. Or hello, Fonzie. I think hello, Fonzie. Stay. I, I've looked up for a lot of them, and I think there's a, some Fonzie scammer up, out Fonzie? there. <laughs> What's up, Fonzie? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but let us know. What do you think? Yeah. Reach out on social media and Instagram. At Code. Do you agree with companies doing this? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of people that are against Meta or Facebook and what they do, and they might not like this, and they might keep their 12 bucks. Me as a business... I think it makes perfect sense for them yeah. and for the end user as well. I don't think it's a, it's a crazy price to pay for all this. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited. So send us the link, Meta. Where is yeah. it? Just so you guys know, before you guys start, you know, sending messages and <laughs> ranting and all that stuff, we are well aware that obviously money here in the States go a different way than in other countries. You know, the, the acquisition power here in the States. So obviously for... People here in the States, 15 bucks might not be that much of an investment, but $15, let's say, in Venezuela, right? It's a whole total different deal. So we are very yeah. well aware of that. Um, but again, I still think it's a great freaking deal. I mean, if you're a company, yeah. you're still, even if, in Venezuela. If you're, if you're a business, that, yeah, yeah, even in Venezuela, you should be you should investing be okay. in this. Yeah. All right, cool. New se I have a brand new segment. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Okay, what is it? Brand new segment. <laughs> do, do I know this segment? Yes, you know it because I told you before we started the <laughs> podcast. But the oh. brand new segment is Welcome to the Cool Tool School. Ooh hey. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's cool. The, the Cool Tool School. 
this is what we're going to be reviewing. We're going to be sharing one of the recent tools that we have been using <laughs> in the business or in our personal life that could be helpful. Personal and, life too. And could be bring value this to you. This pitch has evolved. Since no, I, I think, all right, okay. it's just business. <laughs> That's fine. Personal life too. Okay. I mean, I feel like um, just your personal life with business is just so a fork. united, you know? It's so uh, <laughs> united. <laughs> Uh, dude, you know what? You mentioned like the name of the thing of this segment earlier. I had no idea that it was Cool Tool School. You said something else and I, no, I, I, I couldn't understand cool you. Cool Tool School. It rhymes perfectly. It's awesome. Cool Tool School. Cool yeah. to, say it five times fast. Cool Tool School. Cool Tool School. Okay. Cool Tool School. Cool Tool School. Cool Tool School. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. Should I go with the one that's here? Uh, yeah, of course. That's yours. I'm the first so, one. Yeah. Oh, so, boy, I'm so, so we're okay. going to rotate one day. You'll do the segment. Another day I'll do the other one. Okay, Maybe one day we'll, honestly, I think it's better if we both in the same cool tool school, you do your take and I'll do my take. What do you think? Well, there's so many tools. Yeah. We're deciding right here, right now, live on the pod. You one, are witnessing history. One tool per episode. One tool per episode. All right, cool. Go. We're all about removing the friction. If we add two, we're going to have confusion and people are going to log into one and they're no, going to be like, what is the I, other I, one? I think the other one has more friction because we're going to be like, who went last? Instead, no. cool tools, cool. We have the is gonna be both. We have tools to do this, bro. We have the, <laughs> we, have we the got a cool tool. We, we have got a cool, cool tool for you. <laughs> okay, okay. So the one that I want to share with you is one called Metric Cool. M e t r i c o o l. I'm gonna put the links right below. Uh, but for the longest time. And still, it's a massive friction point for us in our content is the distribution of it, right? Like we, from day one, we've always been like, hey, how can we be everywhere? We have this concept of safety net content, right? And a lot of people come to us asking the questions, like how can I actually be omnipresent? How can I be in multiple platforms, right? We, have, we now have the advantage that the style of content that you can produce, one piece of content, one piece of information can be distributed in many platforms, with the same format. You don't have to change it at all. So it's amazing, great opportunity. And it also gives you amazing data because you have the same piece of information in different markets, right? Or different different places. And then you're collecting different data. So for example, to be very, very, very specific, the same one minute video you can publish on Reel, on TikToks and YouTube. And then based on those platforms and how people interact with you in those platforms, you can collect awesome data. We have videos that are massive on Reels, for example, and the YouTube shorts are not that big. And then on YouTube shorts, they hit, but then on Reels, you know, and it's fascinating to see the reason why and continue to improve every day. So uh, the friction point for us was actually going into the platforms and distribute this content. And if you go back full transparency to our micro content side of things, the production is amazing. We have years <laughs> and years of content in our Google Drive to put out there. But what stops us is the distribution side. So we've been looking at tools and we've tested so, so many uh, to put all this content on there. And sometimes the flow, it doesn't work. The upload doesn't really work. Uh, the access to it, the data on the back end is just all too complicated. And to the point that we've decided to just literally post organically from our phones, even clients were coming to us with their tools and their frustrations. And they were like, the easier way is to assign a virtual assistant to distribute this content organically in each platform, right? And even though that can be effective, it also takes a lot of time. So when I found this tool, uh, I saw some reels about it, some testimonials. I immediately signed up for the free offer and immediately upgraded. And uh, what's good is that you can obviously put that one piece of content and you can modify how you actually type the caption inside of each one individually. 
It also does hashtag research inside of it. And the backend, it gives you amazing data. It collects the data and it grabs data from the past as well. And it also tells you what other competitors are posting. So you can model content after you. You can challenge their ideas. You can do all these things. So anyways, obviously, I'm super excited. I will encourage you. Go check them out. We do not have an affiliate link. But Metrical, if you're listening, send us an affiliate link so we can put <laughs> it in there. But uh, it unstuck the distribution now. And we have somebody that's going to start helping us in there as well from our own team and even myself i love playing with all these tools and i know they're out there i love playing with tools i know it's so much fun i know sometimes we get way too distracted but anyways um it solved a massive problem for me and this is what products need to do solve problems so metrical thumbs up man thumbs up what is the cool tool school rating from one to ten twenty dude like this is such a big problem no ten is bro like a ten is it solves all your problems and it put money in your pocket within like the ten minutes that you that you start using that. What okay. is your rate? Be honest. Like we're gonna make this a thing. There's gonna be the cool tools, cool rating. It's gonna be everybody when they're gonna search for their software, they're gonna be like, dude, I gotta look at the cool tools, cool rating, <laughs> cool tools, to see cool. if this is approved or not. Okay, you said making money. So I haven't been able to track money directly from it. But it's very close because as soon as we started putting the content out there, it triggered a bunch of conversations. And you saved so, time. And time is money. So much time. A hundred percent. So I'm gonna give it oh, I'm gonna give it a nine. It, it the pain was so big, dude. The pain was nine, so big. Nine, nine. Nine. Nine nine. Nine nine. If you're using if you are not using metrical, three months from now, the rating goes down. Has to be updated. Sounds Has good. Has to be updated. Okay. All right, cool guys. Go check it out, metricool.com. And the Swiss Army Knife of social media for everything and everyone. Uh, pretty cool. Their, we- their their website is actually pretty cool, not going to lie. It says that they have like a million professionals that use it um, with an average price of like 15 bucks a month. I think they make quite quite some money. Look at that headline. What would you do with four, eight, or 12 more hours each day? That's uh, like her pitch. That's literally like her pitch with I'm, content momentum. Hey, we talk <laughs> we talk about this six phases, right? Research, you know, which we have Fonzie in there for. We have the creation, which we create live on the podcast, right? We have the production, which we have our team doing M2M, right? And then we have the distribution, which is, is part of this, right? Like, yeah. how do you put this content out there? And then obviously you have monetization, which is our platform programs. Yeah. And then how do you manage all that? So again, look at those phases. What are the tools that you can plug in there and assign to? Yeah. So Ta- I'm going to assign this to the distribution category. Talking about research, I actually, there's something, a feature that I like about here. I saw another creator talking about it. That is to get ideas. It actually allows you to kind of like see some of the top performing, um, some of the top performing posts on some of your competitors' um, profiles. I don't know why I struggled to say that so much. <laughs> that took you way I, too long to I say. Like, I was actually looking at the at the clock here. I was like, oh, dude, we got 11 seconds left. But it was 11 minutes, and then I got all confused. I was like, damn, I'm going to have to talk very fast. But, yeah, I saw somebody else talking about how it was kind of like a research to see what other posts were performing well in other people's profiles. And that is a great indicator because that's data telling you people want to hear about this. And then you can reframe those topics. Talk about similar topics, right? Obviously, if they have something to do with your company as well. So I think it's a pretty pretty cool. All right. What was the rating? It was like a 9, 8.8. What is it? 
Let's do 8.7. 8.7. 8.7? Yes. All right. 8.7. Put it on the notes. For Metricool on the Cool Tool School. We need like a little jingle. Cool uh, Tool School. Yeah. You come here to learn to the Cool Tool School. <laughs> That's okay. so good. Yeah. Right. Wow. Right. Cool. It's a good one. It's a good. I think it's you know okay. has potential. I For, think it has potential. But yeah. If you're, I mean, obviously, if you're listening on to this point, you're you're a big fan of the show. So I, I thank you. <laughs> but the other day we were driving when we were driving to Miami, right? Like we have like uh, we start looking at, at at these brands and we're like, wow, like what was it? O O'Reilly Auto Parts? No, was it? No. Uh, bro. Oh 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 right. And I would start singing the thing in the, the yeah. But we were talking about the new jingle from from Burger King. I know, but whopper whopper whopper. I know, but it was because I told you O'Reilly because I saw my oil change sticker and you were like, oh, oh look at this Whopper and then we locked it. But anyways, jingles, powerful. Charlie jingles. Sheen, if you've seen the Two and a Half Man, great show. But anyway, okay. Bro, that was the ultra tangent in there. I hope people I think, uh, know what I, they're I think we're about. done. That was a great episode. That's uh, fun. Yeah. I don't think we're going to do the other half. We're actually going to record the episode for uh wednesday right now but we the memory card says do not do that do not do that because you only got like five minutes left yes for the next should we tease the next episode yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna tease it it's gonna be so good okay we're gonna be talking about or you want to say I, I was gonna be like we're gonna be talking about investing in creators Ooh. and how this creator actually raised a 37 million dollar fund well he uh, didn't he didn't raise the 37 million fund. he actually got invested like a company came in and purchased like stock okay and and his youtube channel. it's crazy 37 million i know and i've been a big fan of that youtube channel for a long time really dude oh i had no idea you've seen him i bought my jeep because i saw his review really and, what? and I, awesome. when i was looking at his videos i was like i can't believe this guy has so many subscribers because, anyways, we're gonna talk about it next week. With that That's said, so guys, good. that makes it even cooler. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, right, with that said, go. guys, thank you so much for tuning into a Content Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at This Bros Co. That is right in today's episode. To help you move one step closer towards your goal. Please don't forget to share this episode and and leave a five star review. Let's go. Bye, guys.